Welcome to the Mary's Mentors Podcast. My name is Mary Rose Swan. And I'm Mary Letitia Deal. And this is a podcast about business, life, human design, and whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) You know that we've been talking a lot about human design, and uh, Mary and I are going to have a nine-part series on human design centers. Um, going through all of the nine centers. So we wanted to tell you a little bit about centers. Right. We wanted to give a quick little 101 on what human design centers are. We've both been doing so much reading and research lately about human design. It's pretty fascinating when you get to sit down with a book and just read through it like you're back in back in high school with the textbook. I know nobody was really excited to read textbooks, but I'm one of the nerds that always loved the smell of a good textbook. So why do we want to talk about human design centers? Well, mainly because the centers are what determine our energy type, which Mary is a generator, I am a projector, um, but it also determines our authority, which is our inner decision-making system. So they are very important in a categorical way in making sure that we know a lot more about the similarities between the different energy types based on their definition. Yes, and what is a center? Um, It's one of the nine shapes inside your body graph. So they all kind of look like little triangles um, and each of them governs um, the areas of the body as well as different areas in your life. And um, they will either have a color in them or be white. And that's letting us know if they're open or defined. So how do centers become defined? Well, this is actually what I found out recently was super interesting. The, The definition in our chart is based on active channels between two centers. So if you have two little pieces of the puzzle that, that happen to create one thoroughfare, if you will, one through way between two, that is what will make you have active definition on the landing, the landing pads, if you will, of those two pieces of definition. So if there's not a completion between two different centers, meaning if it's kind of broken, if you will, um, you won't define that that specific center. They have to connect. And you can tell. You'll be able to tell in your chart when they connect because, again, your centers will be defined. Yeah. And if they're defined versus open, like I just said, they're going to be yellow, green, brown, or red. Um, if they're defined, if they're open, they're just a white uh, little triangle or shape there. So we wanted to really kind of at least give you a very limited background on what these mean, because obviously we don't want anyone to be kind of scratching their head throughout, confused on what we're talking about. Um, So if you have any questions about definition, how do you tell if yours is defined or not, you would go to your chart by running a a chart at mybodygraph.com, jovianarchive.com, or geneticmatrix.com. All right. So enjoy this series about the human design centers. Thank you. Good morning, Miss Mary. How you been? 
Good morning. I've been good. How about you? I am doing great. Just chugging a little water. Uh, my nose is a little, I woke up this morning, felt a little tender. I got myself a little face bling yesterday. So pretty, pretty pleased. My, my 14 year old now wants her nose pierced because she, she told me, I told her she could. So what, well, but that's my daughter. You've got, you've got something going on with your daughter this weekend. Graduation. Finally. The final graduation. Graduation three and done. <laughs> I feel like that's actually one of the first things I knew about you when I met you was that everything was like leading up to this moment, this weekend of your final child graduating. And now I'm super curious, like, I'm just so excited to see kind of now that all your kids are out of school. Like, what does this mean for Mary? What does this mean for... We still have three years to wait for Josh's last kid to graduate. Well, of course. Okay, now, yeah, you took on, okay. So there you go. You went and you added your to your sentence of motherhood by finding a, a, a wonderful gentleman with a son who will be graduating in three years. <laughs> but it's a little different, of course, when it's not like, no, the school isn't calling you if he doesn't go to class. That was one of my favorite things. I got my last, I, what I assume will be my last call from the school last night. And it was late. It was like 8.39 o'clock. I was like, that's weird. And I silence all my school calls, but there, it was the announcement that they're moving the graduation from outdoors to indoors because of the weather. I know it's got, it's going to get cold. It's kind of weird for this part of May. Of course it's uh, Montana weather. I think we've mentioned that on this podcast before Montana weather is absolutely bananas. Don't ever assume that it will be a certain way because your assumption will be wrong. Like you can wake up, you can wake up wrong. It'll be different in five minutes. You can wake up to a gorgeous morning, the day of your wedding, and have snow by the afternoon, and we're not even shitting you. And it doesn't matter what month it is. Yep, it could be June. That could be September. I mean, you're 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 dancing on the edge any month that you're planning a wedding in outdoors in Montana. The high on Sunday is fifty-five. No, fifty-nine, I guess. But anyway, the high today is thirty-nine. Oh, it's going to be chilly. I was going to make, I think I'll figure out something, but I'm like, that sounds like soup weather right there. It, it does sound like soup weather for sure. So what have you been listening to Mary? Oh my goodness. Um, I was thinking about this because I was like, Ooh, I'm, I really, my podcast listening has been very much, um, all the same stuff that I've mentioned before. The one additional podcast I threw in last week that I'd never heard of was called, um, I don't know if they're going to change the name, but it was called Sex in the City 3. And the this podcast is essentially this woman and a co-host. And they come up with a storyline for each character, Sam, um, Samantha, Charlotte, Carrie, and Miranda, and all of them are bananas. They're really, they're just, they're not like one. I, I loved the episode I listened to because Samantha got me too'd like the me too movement came for Samantha. And I was like, honestly, legit, this should probably be in the, like that could be how they get rid of Samantha for this third movie that they're, they're really going to make. Um, Samantha but, can't. 
Yeah, she got canceled because of the Me Too movement. But it was, it's just, it was really funny. So Sex and the City 3, which now that they actually have a title for the movie, Sex and the City 3, um, this podcast was started when they announced that they weren't going to do one. Um, and so it's, it's funny though. It's really funny. I really cackled my way through the episode that I did last week. Do you but, have to be a Sex and the City fan to enjoy? Well, if you, you have to at least be aware of some of the character construct around it. Like for you to come in, if you don't realize that Samantha's really, really promiscuous, then it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I was a fan. I was just. Yes, of course. I think that most people. Some of those things you don't have to be fans to be able to. See. Yeah, exactly. Most women of a certain age, I feel like, have at least seen an episode of Sex and the City or um, seen a movie of Sex and the City. And I'm sorry if you never watched an episode and then you watched the movie. I'm sorry. That's that's sad. Like, that's really sad. Oh, my other thing. And then I'll let you go. Mayor of East Town on HBO. I've. It's only, it's a limited series. You know, we talked about The Undoing, I think, on a previous episode. Um, and they're a really short series, but I'm not kidding. It is so suspenseful. Like last night, I woke up thinking about this show because I've four through four of six episodes. And there's so much happening, but I still have no idea who it is yet. Like I'm, I'm suspecting everyone. Everyone is a suspect. It is so good so i would love for you to dive I into that. we watched the first episode when josh and i try and watch a series together it's slow because i fall asleep so mm -hmm. it's it's slow for us to be able to watch it so we did watch the first three but unfortunately we watched saturday night live before oh and it ruined it it spoiled it for you yeah, I've heard some spoilers are out there, so I'm like, I need to get this that first episode until shit got serious because, like, Mar. Oh yeah, Mar. Well, last thing I'll say, and then I'll really let you go. There is a great comedian I follow, Lauren Servideo, on Instagram, and I'll add that to our show notes so that you can link to it because she's so freaking funny. She does like the the human Miss Piggy. I just love it, but she. Um, she does this character called Victoria from Pittsburgh. And I was like, I didn't know that this was in Pennsylvania. And so when I was listening to the accents, I was like, I swear this must be in Pennsylvania because she's, these accents are spot on for Victoria from Pittsburgh. And it's so, it's, it's so good. I love the accent work in the show, the Pennsylvania accent. <laughs> All right, done. Mary, what have you been reading, listening to, watching? Um, well, a lot of listening, um, but not a lot of watching. I think that's besides basketball. That's the only show that I seen this week. So, um, armchair expert, a uh, mindset mentor, mindset mentor had a great one yesterday, um, with his partner in business. I saw that. I need to listen. Really fabulous. Totally worth the half hour. Listen. Um, yeah, the, the other series that I find really entertaining, although she only comes up with one a month, is Criminal. Um, it's by the same one that Phoebe reads a mystery. Mm -hmm. She's a lovely, calming voice. Great, calming voice. And she did one on um, female sterilization. And it was... Yeah. Ooh. I actually fell asleep to it, so I got to go back and listen to more of it. So, um, but... 
super great stuff. What you missed in history class, they always have good stuff. So I've been really filling my head with knowledge this week. <laughs> lots and lots of knowledge. Your brain's practically exploding with all that, that good knowledge inside. Um, so that episode, oh, what did you say? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that episode and I put it into the notes, how to be a leader that people want to follow. Awesome. It looks so good. I was, I saw it and I was like, Ooh, I want to listen to that. So mindset mentor plus his co his partner, he's just, this partner sounds cute. I need to check him out. You probably should. He just moved to Austin. Mm. I love me, Austin. Oh, all right. Well, what is our topic for the day? We're on our human design series. We are on our human design series series we are talking about the g center today and i thought i woke up this morning and i was like g center g love g love and special sauce and then it all came together because g love is coming to uh the blues fest this summer so g love if you're not familiar with the 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 one and only g love and special sauce please go listen to a g love song after you listen to this episode don't stop listening until we're done and then go listen to G love. We don't want anyone dipping out and then coming back. Um, so the G center, oh, I will be giving a little biological information about the G center. The G center in the body is between the throat and the sacral and it has eight gates. This center is love focused. So when I said, when I said G love, it was because G love is uh, it's love focused. I'm hilarious and encompasses our identity and our direction. The G center is biologically linked in the human body to the liver and the heart. Oops. Because of this, alcohol is the natural enemy of the G center and it is destructive to the liver and the identity, which is also known as the self center. Um, and when I read this about the G center and alcohol, of course, I've talked about this a little bit before, but I stopped drinking in 2018, right, right on the cusp of learning about human design. Like I learned about human design in 2019, but I, I kind of cut the alcohol out. And I feel like that actually allowed me to be open in many more ways than I was before um, to things like self-love. I feel like that actually alcohol becomes a replacement for, for self-love. And I'm not saying only specifically for people with it, with an, an open G center. Um, but I will say it's, it's a big problem for everybody, <laughs> whether you've got a defined G center or an open G center. It truly is. Yeah. Um, so with the, the alcohol thing registered for me as well. The liver, the liver takes care of all of our toxins. And the fact that this is directly related with self-love makes so much sense to me because the things we put in our body and then the way that our body breaks those down, if, if we're not taking good care um, and not just in alcohol, but in, in fatty foods, I mean, fatty liver disease is one of the first things that I thought about because that was one of my first um, indications that a, I was probably drinking too much, but I was also eating very, very poorly. 
and being on the verge of fatty liver disease was when I started my journey to get healthier. Mm -hmm. So I do feel that, that that liver is, is just such a important piece of our organs. Um, and to be directly connected to self-love registers with me now that I know more about human design, um, because I've always known about anatomy and, and knowing about anatomy and treating yourself well are two different things. Like you can know the things and not do the things. And it blows my mind because we're super smart. Like we're smart as humans. So it's almost like we can process outwardly, but not so much process inwardly. Like I think of nurses, unhealthy nurses, and I'm not saying all nurses are unhealthy. So please don't come at me about that. My mother is a nurse and seeing my mother and like her own cycles of, you know, we, this was a really big thing when I was, when I was looking at charts was, you know, being able to identify in people, some of the things or the, the self-love issues with an open G center or a defined G center that really drive us towards taking care of ourselves better. But you're right. It is really hard to, to apply that knowledge to ourselves versus it's easy for a nurse to take a BP and tell someone that their blood pressure is high. It's not so easy to do a damn thing about that when their own blood pressure is high. Like it's so it's, yeah, it's, and I think that kind of lends itself and a lot to our imposter syndrome that we talk about is, is not practicing what we preach, telling people how to take care of themselves and not taking care of ourselves. It shows up with our kids. I feel like parents are constantly feeling like imposters because we tell our kids that they need to do these things to be successful. We don't do those things to be successful. It's true. So what, tell me more about a defined G-Center. All right. So the Divine G-Center uh, finds itself with a reliable sense of identity and their love ability. Um, their confident self-love allows them to give love freely, and they usually have a sense of their own mission in life, as well as seeing opportunities for others. Um, one of the biggest dilemmas a defined G-Center will face is being put off of their true direction, uh, usually to meet society's expectations or conditions. Um, it will lead to the deepest sense of loss or heartbreak. Um, so I was um, reading a little bit about this and it, it just, the true direction thing, and it said something about with the defined G center, they're usually in alignment of where they should be going or what they should be doing in life. Um, but things can throw them off and the wrong people in their life can throw them off. So that, and that throwing them off, that is, it will lead to the deepest sense of loss. Like, so those people who are defined in the G center, who are treading water and not feeling like they're getting anywhere or doing anything in their life are probably not in their right path that they should be on. So one of the things that, that I thought of was the, the term stay in your own lane, because when a defined G center is in their lane and they're, they're doing the things that they want, they will be glowing. They really, um, they're happy and that's where they should stay. So stay in your own lane if you're defined. If you're happy where you're at, if you're not, find your lane. That's such a good point. And I feel like there's a lot of that with, with looking at, let's just say career and, and business, because that is a lot of what we talk about is, is directed towards career and business. And I feel like people can have a really good 
idea of what their purpose is, but not necessarily know what role they need to fill to fulfill that purpose. So for example, we've known someone who was doing like makeup before she was, she was like a, a, you know, doing kind of an MLM for makeup and we are not anti MLM also just don't come at me because I am part of an MLM. I love my MLM. So uh, Mary and I have good things to say about lots of MLMs for a variety of different reasons because their products usually are very good. But this MLM, she realized that even though she loves what she was, you know, she kind of loved the products and stuff. She realized that her goal to really help people feel a certain way wasn't going to be fulfilled with makeup. It was really going to be fulfilled with something deeper than that. Um, And that's a natural evolution. You can start with something and then feel yourself growing out of it and allowing yourself to grow into that next phase and allowing your, your direction to really guide you instead of feeling stuck in what it is. I look at my, 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 my husband, I love my husband so much. He is a defined G center and he's had a a crisis of, of, I wouldn't say faith because that would imply that he's um, like somehow religious or spiritual and he couldn't be anything further. (laughs) Like he's very analytical and and logic driven, but um, you know, he had some, some things come up in the last year that really tested his mental cognition. And that really had him questioning if he was in the right place. I think that what was interesting is that over time, he's, he still is feeling like the direction he's going in, at least for now is, is a good direction. There are parts of his job that he doesn't love. I think that's the thing is that an open G center can start feeling or a defined G center can start feeling very, you know, question, they can question, they start questioning. Feel like we all question, and if they don't see their purpose, if they don't see that they're that they are moving towards that goal, that is, I've seen that heartbreak this year of not knowing if you're mentally capable of continuing to do the work that you've been doing, and that does create an existential crisis of massive proportions. So. Yeah. We, we, we draw from our own real life experiences. And I, when we researched this, the, the defined G center really called out to me for, for my husband, because his is defined. And that is where we are very opposite in our charts. So I will talk a little bit now about the open G center. So we can kind of now contrast, compare and contrast. Remember when we had to do that in school, compare and contrast. <laughs> Um, so the open G center is adaptable and it blends in well when it's out in the world. The open G center says, I'm just like you to the defined G center. Um, what the thing that I read in my, in my piece said that a, a defined G center when it's operating correctly understands that the open is not just like them. I thought that was really kind of an interesting pairing is that, in in a well-balanced relationship, yes, the open G center is trying to say, I'm just like you. The defined is like, we are separate and that is okay. Um, Stay in your own lane. Exactly. Yes. A a real, yeah, I think that's, that's so funny because I didn't make that correlation, but absolutely you did. It's great. The open G center is meant to try different things as our direction is not fixed like a defined G center. Uh, So 
take a sampling of directions is how we learn what is correct for ourselves. And I'm, I'm ourselves being that Mary and I are both an open G center. Um, so we're now it's us. We're just talking about ourselves. <laughs> place is extra important to the open G center. If the place is wrong, the people they are with will be wrong. The unease in an open G center feel like that can move. If we feel unease, it moves to the people that we're around or to the work that's being done in that environment. So the open G center is also very love motivated as though the underlying question always being asked is which direction will take me to love? Which, this was super confusing at first until I did more reading, like which direction will take me to love? Because I think we all think of love being with another human, but I feel like the, the love that this is talking about is the love of the daily, the love of ourselves, the love of our surroundings, the love of what we're doing every day. So, so I thought that that was really interesting that immediately I was like, what kind of love, what kind of love is it? pointing us towards, but really it is that self-love. And in order to reach that self-love, we do have to love where we're at, what we're doing and who we're doing it with. So true. And I feel that this has really made so much sense to me and to you in the number of different roles we've played in different organizations throughout the years. Um, that's what makes us so good at what we do now is that we've taken all those different directions. We've done lots of different jobs. We've worked with all kinds of people and we've never let ourselves be led by, I will do this, just this one thing for my life because we can't be, and I, I just love, I love, love, love. Some of these things have naturally been things that we've explored and feel like we've been in alignment with our design and saying, no, I don't do things just because the money's good. I do them because I love them, which drives a husband, a defined G-Center husband, absolutely crazy because for him, his direction is fixed and his direction is fixed towards money. And that is actually not a shameful thing. And I've really had to like, he is money focused for a reason that's part of his design. And it's not greed it's not, it's not, he's not Scrooge McDuck. It's just, that is what it is. And he's moving in the direction that takes him there. And I get to move in the directions that take me towards things and people that I love, coworkers that I've loved, customers and clients that I love. And that is pretty fucking cool. Absolutely. It sure Does Josh have, have a defined? I didn't look. Does, is Josh? He's undefined. He's like us. He's undefined, which 43 of the population, 43% of the population is undefined. Interesting. So it's almost 50-50 out there. It's close to 50-50, which is a lot closer than some of our other statistics that we've seen on, on human design, like this, the number of, gener like if you think about the number of generators out there working, the majority, over half of them are with a fixed direction. So that would be interesting all right that is interesting um so open g centers in the right geographical place with the right people are unstoppable and attract so much abundance in their life um when in alignment of the right place and people open g centers can attract all that they are and repel all that they are not 
comparable to a magnet. So thinking of the magnet when, when you've Ooh. got it the one side, it, it will immediately attract and you flip it around and it pushes that away. And so I thought that was really, really interesting because when you are in alignment, like the wrong people won't even come in your sphere because mm -hmm. your energy will be keeping them at bay um, and all the right people will be let in. And I thought that that was really exciting. Like when you know, and you're lit up on that right path, that, that, that will happen automatically for you. It's um, in the what direction will take me to love, the love of everything, the, the place physically, everything in the environment, people, animals, things, and stuff. Um, the environment of a workspace can change the abundance and productivity of any open G center. Um, so I found this really interesting based on some past um, experience that I've had with that office space. Like I, I just always wanted my own office. I really didn't care what it was going to be. I just, I was really excited to have my own office. And I mean, Josh and I share an office, but ultimately I'm the one doing a lot of the office work. So um, when I got, when we got our new building and we moved into that office, I was so excited. And then I found out that I couldn't work in that office. And it took me a while to really figure out why I was so spun in that office. I couldn't focus. I couldn't get things done. And it really had everything to do with the environment of that specific office. I don't know if it has to do with placement um, in the geographical location, but certainly the immediate environment. There's no windows. There's, <sighs> there's no airflow. Um, the walls are all made of tin, which is really also strange. It's a strange energy level in there. Um, so finding a workspace, which is where I'm recording now, um, that is bright and window and airy. And even though it's a very small space, it's so much more workable. I can get so much more done and it has everything to do with the environment. So, yeah, um, it's good to know that the, just the, just the environment that you're in can change everything about um, the abundance that you're you're gaining or getting done at the same time. So, I think that's so funny. I now, as I'm thinking about it, I went from working in an office to being at home, and my and just like your 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 podcast, like our podcast studio space in our homes is basically wherever the like for me, it's wherever the hell I'm sitting in my house. Um, and not being tied to an office. I feel like my home has really, I've had to really lean into, this is the right place for me to work. I get a lot done here, both on the house and all oh, the shit that is involved with taking care of other human beings. Um, and like, I, I but I, I've had to create the environmental cues, like having coffee ready, telling myself that my work hours start at a specific time honoring that specific time, really sitting down to do my work. Um, because just the, because the place is right does not mean that the work just automatically gets itself done. So my place feels really good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't have to still keep my direction, keep, keep my focus on a, on a point on the horizon and keep going in that direction because of my undefined G center. Well, and looking back with all the things that I've done, that's interesting too, based on the fact that those open G centers are going, I'm just like you, I'm going to do this. And 
I feel like that's interesting knowing that we've both had so many different types of, of employment and mm-hmm. we've learned to do because we were finding that path. We were really on the process of finding the path. And yeah. as, as somebody with a adaptability in my top five strengths with Gallup Strength Finder, um, that that always felt weird, but at the same time, like learning new things is one of my very favorite things. I love to learn new environments, how things work, um, new people. So I thought that that was really interesting that as, you know, in my twenties, when people would ask me like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I've had like 20 jobs in the last 10 years. Um, people were like, oh, and I mean, I always kept employment for a long period of time, but I had a lot of lapping second and third jobs that went through my 20s because again with the raising small humans um, and and doing that alone I had uh, multiple part-time jobs on top of my full-time jobs so yeah I just thought that that was really interesting as far as being open isn't it interesting how judgmental people are about how many jobs you've had as though it says anything about you other than the fact that you know how to work and that you can you can become a chameleon and put yourself into a lot of different situations and and deal with a lot of different kinds of people. Like I love the fact that that we are so adaptable. And when you were saying adaptability, I was thinking to my own strengths. And for me, I really think the strength of my five that really relates to the G Center the most is woo. Because of that, because of how I connect with others, my my desire to interact with people. That's probably me in the the seeking the direction that will take me to love. And I do that through getting to know people by wooing them, essentially, not making myself into something that I'm not, but just using my natural charisma to get to know people and find out more about them and what they need. To learn more, to learn more about them, yeah. learn about what they do, learn about how they do it and why. And I, I love that. I love finding fascinating people. It's like one of my favorite things. I collect them. I collect them. <laughs> Some people collect things and stuff. Mary collects people. I do. I collect lots of stuff too, but people actually are probably the better collection because I don't have to store them. <laughs> uh, well, this was, I'm so interested in how we continue to move through these centers because each and every one of them, I'm just, I love that we can always point to an example of someone with definition and someone that with an open center on each of these. And sometimes, sometimes we are an example of each. Sometimes Mary is defined. Sometimes I am defined and we are opposite each other. Other times, like with our first two that we talked about the, um, the head and the Ajna, it's, um, we share them and that's where we can really be like, okay, now we have something that we can strengthen our understanding because we're, we're similar in this way, but also find some of our little tweaks and differences because we have all these different gates and channels coming off of our centers. It's just, it's so, it's like little ridges of a fingerprint, y'all little ridges of a fingerprint. Everyone is just slightly different, but it's so cool when we can be like, Oh, We've got all these open G-Center people. We are jacks of all trades and masters of none. And instead of thinking of that as a bad thing, we get to think of it as our superpower. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. All right. And finding that self-love. And I think we talk about this in mindset a lot, but but being able to naturally find that, that self-love piece, I think is really exciting 
over the horizon stuff. I think I'm still working on it. I think that you found it a little bit closer um, than I have, but the, the finding even just the right environment to work on has helped me with the self-love piece um, because I oh, feel like when I'm, when I'm accomplishing a lot, when I'm getting a lot done and feeling good about that, it is definitely adding to the self-love instead of fighting against some sort of energy that is not right or correct for me. And I've done a lot of talking recently about like self-parenting and it's, it's, there are a lot of people I will say that are carrying trauma and it's hard in, in a trauma, trauma situation to say, well, you know, as soon as you tap into this, you'll, you'll tap into self-love and it's, it takes a lot of work. And I feel like almost in some ways, these are things that you can be working on therapeutically with a mental health professional to say, you know, I know a little bit more about myself. I mean, that's, what's so great is like this science of differentiation that is human design will give someone the, the knowledge base to say, okay, I, I don't love myself and I know that I'm going to struggle with this. And then being able to go in and either, you know, with someone or with yourself saying, you know, I'm as lovable as I now, as I was, as I was a newborn baby. And that is like taking ourselves back to that newborn, that, that time where, you know, we were so dependent upon everyone around us and we didn't question whether we were loved as a baby. There was no question of that. And getting back as closely to that time of, there's no question that you are loved, therefore you must be lovable. And, and being able to lean into that is, is gonna be super important. I agree completely. And every time that we go through a different portion of human design, I'm like, oh, that adds to depression and that adds to getting out of depression. So when I think about those defined G centers being out of their lane and being struggling in, in something mm. that they're not supposed to be doing, I think that that really has to add to people who naturally have a chemical imbalance and are naturally prone to being depressed and naturally prone to being self-destructive or having that self-hate. Um, it, it really adds to that. So learning more about yourself in this human design, I feel like can really even help people who have a natural chemical imbalance to go, ooh, this is adding to this instead of taking away from it. So how can I make steps to be in the right lane or, or take and listen to my energy and, and feel good about things, um, even, even with the chemical imbalance that is depression. Yes. Um, it, not Kirstie like, Alley. We're not de de denying. Did you see no, Kirstie Alley denies the depression? <laughs> yes. Just, I'm just saying that as we go through this, as someone who has suffered from depression mm -hmm. many times in my life, that I really relate to the things that are contributing to that in a negative way and contributing that in a positive way. And I, I do feel like once you learn some of this stuff, you can unlearn it. And therefore you have to have more self-love. You have to have more self uh, worth and be able to go, I'm going to work on this piece, even though I know I'm chemically imbalanced and I can't fix it all. I can add to the good energy that will help it in the end. And, and just like what, with what we said, very top of this episode about alcohol being a contributing factor um, and knowing that, that we have these open centers and understanding what chemical dependency looks like and how that, how that is affected by mental health, all of these things, it really is just like further solidified proof to say that you 
know your body best. And we are our depression, depression in and of itself, I really feel is an evolutionary byproduct of becoming more emotionally driven. I think that that is uh, like, I was coming to me as you were saying that I'm like, I think depression really is a byproduct of our evolution into being more emotional. Like if you think that it's been bad with millennials and their ability to be emotional, um, I just want you to buckle up because I don't think it's going to get better. So if you're already someone that says that people are too sensitive, I think you should hold on to your butts because people are going to get a lot more sensitive. And I think that's not a bad thing. I think that we are seeing that depression affects everyone in different ways. It affects families in different ways. Um, I'm not someone with depression. I love people with depression and there, that does then affect me, even if it's not directly my depression. So compassion, all of this is just further evidence that the more compassion we can have for our differences, the more that we will be able to, um, support each other. Period. Period. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to be continuing to move through the human design centers um, and give you more information about those. It's been really fun so far and very informative. Like we love this learning in the process of teaching. So if you keep coming back to learn, we'll keep coming back to teach. Okay. And what's Um, our next uh, center that we're going through? I believe our next center, if I'm looking, let me look at the chart. So we were going down and then kind of swooping around. So I think that we were going to hit the heart center next. Then um, I think it was going to be sacral spleen and all the way through the solar plexus, but uh, heart will be next. I'm super duper excited about the heart center. It is one of my favorites to talk about. I love it. I love, love, love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We love it all, but we're very excited about each step to learn. Like you said, learn as we teach. It's it's very fun. And learning as we teach, especially when we know that there are people that are coming and getting this information for a variety of reasons, please feel free. If you're, re- if you're listening, if you're confused, or you're like, I don't know what you guys are even talking about. We have um, an Instagram at Mary's Mentors. We have Facebook at Mary's Mentors. We have email, marysmentors at gmail.com. And we do also have a website, which is marysmentors.com as well. Any one of those ways you can get a hold of us, message us, send us an email, let us know what you've got a question on. Let us know how you've been, like, if you've been getting good information, we just, we would love to hear from some of our listeners. So please, please, please take a second to drop us a note. Please do. And also rate, review, and subscribe. Um, Mm -hmm. We that people are out there listening. It's very exciting. Thanks for putting up with our chitter chatter and our bad audios. Sometimes we appreciate everyone. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. We love you all. See you next time. Bye.